Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Green Mountain is excited to announce a one-time opportunity to first-time guests, an all-new Taste of Green Mountain weekend program. Participants will be introduced to key strategies to learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. To hashtag BeHerNow, visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 60 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I want to say a special hello to those of you who are new to the Love Food Podcast and found me from listening to Rebecca Scritchfield's podcast called Body Kindness. I was on um, her episode 18. And it was all about love. And um, so if you found me from there, I just want to say hello. If um, you haven't heard of Rebecca Scritchfield's podcast, Body Kindness, you want to check it out. It is another body positive, non-diet podcast. And she gets to talk to some really fun people and um, 
So I think you all will also enjoy it. So today's episode, we have a letter from someone who is recovering from an eating disorder. And as she was recovering, she found a non-diet approach to eating called intuitive eating. And what she found is that it really helped her to binge less. Yet our world's toxic diet culture is making her question whether she's doing it right or wrong. And um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I get to hang out with um, a friend and colleague, Adrienne Paxosa. She is the dietitian behind I Live Well Business Academy and I Live Well Nutrition. So we're going to call her and she's going to give us some solutions to think about too. So let's go ahead and listen to this episode's letter. Dear Food, after years of battling bulimia, poor body image, and a restrictive relationship with you via veganism, I have finally come to a peaceful place with you. Or so I thought. A few months back, I stumbled upon intuitive eating and so many other resources, which led me to reevaluate my relationship with you. And I realized I was still putting heavy restrictions on myself when it came to what types of you I was allowed to eat. And that was why I was binging on chicken wings and hiding the evidence. Now I'm in a much better place with you, for the most part. I allow all foods and I even allow myself the occasional emotional eating session without the guilt, judgment, or shame. I don't obsess about you like I used to, and I more often than not almost find it as a chore that I have to eat it all. I am a teacher, a mother, and very busy. I try to listen to hunger cues and I even honor my cravings, but more often than not, this leads to choices based off of convenience. I often grab fast food because I need to eat, but don't want to cook after a long day, or I just grab a frozen box type meal. I can't help but feel like I may be doing this wrong. Am I eating intuitively the wrong way? If I'm not eating as many green smoothies or salads as someone I follow on Instagram, do I need to just plan ahead more and make better choices? I'm not trying to judge myself, but more so just concerned I'm not feeding myself the right way. I find myself wanting more protein after years of veganism for the wrong reasons, and I also can't help but feel conflicted about that. So what do you think, food? Is there truly no way to feed myself? Or is this something worth exploring? Love, sincerely confused, intuitive eater. Before we explore this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional and binge eating, and feelings of food addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths, and fads? Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information about Green Mountain at Fox Run and the Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating. A life free of weight, eating, and body struggles is closer than you think. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. 
Letter Writer, thank you so much for uh, writing to us and letting us know about your experiences working towards recovery and fighting intuitive eating. I'm so glad to read that things feel easier. And um, it also sounds like you're working on some next steps that um, many people who are working towards recovery and working on a more flexible way of relating to food will find themselves. And, you know, something that you were talking about reminded me of, you know, the first few years and, and honestly, still (laughs) as a mother, things that I experience, um, I'm a mother of two children. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, I feel like motherhood has really thrown in my face, uh, made me look and recognize my perfectionism. It's really hard to maintain some perfect ways of either eating or um, appearing or, you know, just things in work, you know, there's just not the same kind of time available and it's so much more, it's so much harder to juggle. Um, of course, there are some people who I feel like, man, how do they do all that and still do the mom stuff? I'm not really sure. I also realize I don't have the energy to keep up with it. And it's not something that I value as much. But as I say that, I I want to make sure that I'm, I'm honest and like, it's still hard. There's still times where I feel um, I'm not doing things well enough. I'm not really living up to that per- perfect kind of standard. And I wonder for you, letter writer, if that's something that you're also connecting with as you're getting used to eating with food uh, and getting used to, to rather a food relationship that's more flexible and what me and many dietitians would consider to be a healthier relationship, what you'll find is that it's really hard to pin it down as um, really healthy or really not because um, when someone is exploring intuitive eating, they're going to experience all different types of food. And certainly if they have been abstaining or restricting certain foods, they're going to find themselves really interested in those foods. So there'll be more of those. And what are those foods? Well, those are the foods that the world right now tells us to stay away from. The fun stuff like French fries, chips, um, any carbohydrate, right? (laughs) So it's really normal for us to really pay attention and crave those foods if we've been restricting them. That is just part of the intuitive eating process. And eventually it'll feel calmer and food will feel fun again and not quite as exciting. But what I'm hearing from your letter is there's that perfectionism that is still kind of rooting around and wanting you to recognize it. Um, And I really want to explore this more. The really cool thing about working as an eating disorder dietitian is we are a really tight community of clinicians because there's just not that many of us. And I've gotten to know Adrienne Paxosa, who lives in Austin, Texas. And she's someone that I've had um, conversations with about perfectionism and intuitive eating. So I'm going to go ahead and give her a call and see what kind of solutions she may have. Hello. Hey, Adrian. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Hi, Julie. It's so great to talk to you. Long time, no talk. <laughs> uh, too long. It has been too long. And um, I am so glad you can help me out with this letter. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. Oh, I just want to give this uh, amazing mom like a huge hug. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. Doesn't she sound like exhausted and like so much pressure on herself to do it the right way? 
Oh, my God. Totally. Yes, I could totally relate to that. Um, Well, I am wondering, what do you feel like is your general impression about what this letter writer is experiencing? Well, I think you just totally nailed it, like off the top of exhaustion. Um, When I first read it, I was going through and I was just like wanting to give her a, a super hug and a high five because I don't think moms get enough credit. Um, I'm not a mom, but last week I actually had to help my sister-in-law out with the kids. She's got two little kids. I had to like go over there and get them dressed and all of that and take them to school. And by like eight o'clock, I needed a nap. And I was just (laughs) thinking, holy bananas, how do moms do this and then have a job and then like try to have a good relationship with food? And in that moment, I kind of like went back to that space and was reading this letter, I was like, oh, girl, you are you're amazing. So I really just thought, um, overall, just giving her that encouragement, like, there's no good, bad, right, wrong way to do any of this. No, there's not totally. Um, Yeah, I could hear the kind of pressure she's feeling to recover the right way and to like do intuitive eating the right way. And, and then I, I, I kind of laughed thinking about like the green smoothies on Instagram, but I feel like it's kind of silly, but it's also so serious because there's so many people who do get hung up on that, like comparison thing of like, Oh wait, well they're doing that. And man, that green smoothie actually looks pretty when it tastes really gross. Um, <laughs> but you might doing it wrong, you know? And so what do you think about getting in that kind of loop of like, um, you know, trying to find recovery, but fearing that you're doing it wrong. Oh my gosh. I think, uh, it's such a mind like whirlwind because if we look at social media, which I absolutely love, I think social media is amazing, sparkling unicorns, but we can get trapped into the idea that we have to be drinking the smoothies, being perfect, and then throwing perfect birthday parties and packing a lunch, like a bento box for your kids. And, and then when we have actually a life, and a job and recovery, it's really hard to get it all balanced. And so of course, we're going to beat ourselves up thinking we're not good enough or doing it wrong. Oh my gosh, and just second guessing it, especially if you don't have that sounding board. Um, and I think sometimes dietitians are that sounding board so much for our patients that, yeah, uh, it's not going to be perfect. And the other thing that I really loved in your episode 56, you made a great point about intuitive eating, um, which it takes almost a year to kind of understand it. And I also think that you made a great point in that episode that it takes a while to really get through to know how to judge what is uh, hunger, what is fullness. So I really loved and appreciated that episode of talking about intuitive eating. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, I feel like it's it, there's never this like straight line kind of experience with intuitive eating and like trying to, I don't know, reconnect to your own tools because it's like so clouded or crowded really uh, with, with all this noise from the toxic diet culture. And so like first we have to kind of learn how to shut the, that up and then yeah. like reconnect to yourself. But then when this person's juggling all these other expectations, it be really hard. It'd be really easy to like drop all of that and kind of get back to that. Well, I have to be perfect kind of mindset, which I feel like is such a trap to get back to an eating disorder as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so what do you think, Adrian? Like, what do you think are like her first steps then from where she is now to kind of go towards what she's wanting, which it sounds like, you know, this 
peaceful relationship with food in her body? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, for me, I think the first kind of step is that permission not to be perfect. And just like having that moment and that space and realization that we're not going to be perfect. And this idea of intuitive eating is awesome. And some days we're going to get it and it's going to be amazing. And then some days you're going to not get it and it's okay. And so being able to have that permission not to be perfect is where I would start. That is so true. I thought you're saying about um, intuitive eating can feel awesome some days and other days it doesn't. And, you know, when I talk to folks who are in this kind of same place as, as this letter writer, which there are a bazillion of people who are experiencing the exact same thing, because this is a really common experience. Mm-hmm. But what um, a lot of people will um, tell me is that like how excited they feel when they're like, oh, I was craving a salad at nine o'clock at night. And it was so neat to actually crave a salad. And they're so excited because they're like craving something that's quote unquote good and um, could be on Instagram, you know, but then, um, there are other times when folks will crave French fries or potato chips or something that they feel like, Oh, I don't want to crave that. Like I thought since I was intuitively eating, I wasn't going to crave that anymore. I'm like, well, it still exists, you know? And, um, I think it's really hard to move away from putting food in that perfect kind of box and like trying to label it that way. And the thing that sucks is like, we can push and try and everything, but it doesn't exist in that way. So like for this person, really, they need that permission to not be perfect because otherwise they're going to spin their wheels forever and ever. Right. Cause it just totally. doesn't, doesn't even exist. So, so yeah, I mean, I feel like, um, permission is something that is a really hard sell at times because it can be really mm-hmm. scary, but it's definitely like the foundation. Yeah. Yeah, I think permission is, it sounds like so easy on paper. Oh, it looks amazing. Like I'm totally going to give myself permission. And then when you're like, oh, sugar pops, did I just like give myself permission to eat all of the French fries? Um, And I think really that can feel for a lot of patients like they're out of control. And like being able to really as a dietitian in this um, area to really give that perspective around permission of this is how you're honoring your body, honoring food, not judging yourself, not judging your body, not judging food. And it's an experiment. Everything we do is an experiment. Some days we're going to get like the greatest results and we're going to feel amazing. And then some days we're not going to do super awesome and that's okay too. And so I like to kind of couple permission as an experiment. Yes. I feel like experiments is the way to go instead of like, here is your sheet of paper with your diet. I like it because I feel like, well, that's crap anyway. But, you know, who are Adrian and I to say like, what is best for your body? You know, you're going to know what's best. And so all we know are some things that have helped other people. And why don't you experiment with one of these? And, um, you know, I feel like it's important for people to like explore it on their own. And so I hope this letter writer can do that, like just explore more steps towards permission. Um, Well, and you know, on this show, we have something called a food peace syllabus, which if this is your first time listening, it is a resource that we're developing as time goes on with this show. And it includes blog posts and books and other podcasts and anything under the sun that we feel will help to further cultivate someone's relationship with food to make it more peaceful and having a more positive body image. And Adrienne, I'm wondering if you have anything that you'd like to add to it. 
Well, for your listeners, I created a awesome download and uh, hopefully it'll be in the show notes or somewhere. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, and this is the silly little piece of paper that I give my patients. Um, I like giving paper. It makes me feel good. Um, so I'm a paper person and it's usually like I draw like little fun little characters on it for patients. Um, <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I like to draw marshmallows. Um, but this is kind of what I like to think of is like how to slowly pull apart emotional versus physical hunger. Um, for me, I'm one of those visual learners. And if I can really show people that, you know, this is what emotional hunger feels like, this is what physical hunger feels like, and kind of the building block. So this is a awesome little download for you guys to kind of get started. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. So if you're listening right now, if you just scroll through and it'll be right in there. Awesome. Well, thank you for making something for the listeners. I, I, I really look forward to seeing it myself too. So um, is there anything else you want to add to it? Yes. For all the rock star dietitians or soon to be dietitians, um, when this podcast comes out, uh, we will be in the amazing launch of I Love Well Business Academy. It's uh, my online course where I, I teach registered dietitians how to start a private practice. I, I never got that education in school and I wanted to, I really, truly believe that there needs to be better access to dietitians in the world. And so if we can start a private practice and do it well and do it in the right steps, not the steps I did, uh, <laughs> then there is going to be better access to dietitians and patients will have just a great time. Oh, awesome. Well, you know, I feel like... Um... For anyone who's listening and not a dietitian, something to know is that a lot of us dietitians who specialize in eating disorders, and Adrian is one of those, um, we often find ourselves in a job where we're having to compromise uh, our ethics in a way where we're having to like put people on diets, but also helping people heal the relationship with food. And so I know for myself and many other people, we end up having to like start our own practice maybe before we're ready, just because we're like, hey, we actually want to help people. <laughs> you know, we want to like <laughs> make sure that we're doing this in a way that is health health promoting. But the business stuff, we kind of just learn as we go. So um, I know there's a, a, a great amount of dietitians that listen to this podcast, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so I will put a link to your business academy in the show notes. And I'm so excited you have this opportunity for them because I want there to be more dietitians in private practice that are helping folks with eating disorders, especially from a non-diet approach. So I'm really excited that you're going to have this opportunity for them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So besides these, is there a way for someone to find out more about you, an easy way to connect with you? Yeah. Um, so I love social media. I am all over it. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite place. Um, <laughs> when I should be working, that's where I am. Uh, and you can find me on all channels, Adrian Pexoza. Um, and also our website is I Live Well Nutrition and our business academy is I Live Well Business Academy. So yeah, come hang out with me. Awesome. Those will all be in the show notes. So it'll be easy peasy to find them. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise and your compassion for this letter writer. And um, I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad to actually get to connect with you for a few minutes today. Yeah, thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, letter writer. I hope you got some experiments to help you to continue to move forward in the direction that you want to go from my conversation with Adrian. And please know you're not doing it wrong. You have come so far and your recovery is, i it sounds like it's reconnecting you to what you want out of life. And so no, you're not doing it wrong. 
And I hope as you move forward, you have the permission you need to heal and to not put your experiences in these neatly shaped boxes, rather allow them to take whatever shape they need in order for you to stay connected to you. I see food has written you back. So let's go ahead and listen to food. But until then, take care. Dear Sincerely Confused Intuitive Eater, you have worked so hard and so long to climb out of the eating disorder rabbit hole. We have enjoyed reconnecting and see you're still guarded. Please know we understand why and our reconnection does not need to be rushed. We hope you feel the permission to explore a healthy way of being, yet knowing perfect just doesn't exist. Stop looking for it. You've been here all along and the world needs you just as you are. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.